December 4, 1 John chapter 4, verses 1 through 21. Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. You must test them to see if the Spirit they have comes from God. For there are many false prophets in the world. This is the way to find out if they have the Spirit of God. If a prophet acknowledges that Jesus Christ became a human being, that person has the Spirit of God. If a prophet does not acknowledge Jesus, that person is not from God. Such a person has the Spirit of the Antichrist. You have heard that He is going to come into the world, and He is already here. But you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won your fight with these false prophets, because the Spirit who lives in you is greater than the Spirit who lives in the world. These people belong to this world, so they speak from the world's viewpoint, and the world listens to them. But we belong to God. That is why those who know God listen to us. If they do not belong to God, they do not listen to us. That is how we know if someone has the spirit of truth or the spirit of deception. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is born of God and knows God, but anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God showed how much He loved us by sending His only Son into the world so that we might have eternal life through Him. This is real love. It is not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us, and His love has been brought to full expression through us. And God has given us His Spirit as proof that we live in Him and He in us. Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes, and now testify, that the Father sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. All who proclaim that Jesus is the Son of God have God living in them, and they live in God. We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in Him. God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face Him with confidence, because we are like Christ here in this world. Such love has no fear, because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of judgment, and this shows that His love has not been perfected in us. We love each other as a result of His loving us first. If someone says, I love God, but hates a Christian brother or sister, that person is a liar. For if we don't love people we can see, how can we love God, whom we have not seen? And God Himself has commanded that we must love not only Him, but our Christian brothers and sisters too.
This week's Bible meditation, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, 4 and 5. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Take heed to yourselves, which in the vernacular would be watching. Watch it. If thy brother trespass against thee, and it happens, people do offend us and trespass against us, rebuke him. And if he repent, do what? Forgive him. If he repents, forgive him. And if he trespass against thee seven times in a day, and seven times in a day turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. And you know, people would say, well, forgive him, but what if he keeps doing it and keeps doing it? Do I keep forgiving him? Keep, yeah, even if he does it seven times a day and repents seven times a day, you keep forgiving him seven times a day. You see, the principle, people, is very simple. The Christian has the obligation of forgiveness. Listen, this is important. There is nothing, there is nothing that anybody has ever done to you in any situation that is unforgivable. Did you get that? There is absolutely nothing that falls into the category of beyond forgiveness. I don't care what anybody has done to you. I don't care how they have offended you. I don't care how they have wounded you or how they have grieved you or how they have injured you. It doesn't matter what it is. Nothing falls outside the context of Scripture. There is no such thing as something for which you cannot forgive somebody else. Wait, why do you say that? The reason I say that is because there is nothing that you have ever done in your life that is outside the forgiveness of God, and that's the standard, right? You are to forgive one another even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. When you come to Christ and believe in Him and receive Jesus Christ, is there any sin at that point that is unforgivable? Absolutely not. It doesn't matter what it was, whether it was a moral issue, whether you were the vilest, rottenest, lowest reprobate on the earth, whether it was a religious issue and you were the world's worst false teacher, it doesn't matter what it is. If you come and kneel at the cross to receive Christ, there is nothing that is unforgivable. If you were a soldier who pounded a nail into the hand of Jesus Christ, if you were a soldier who rammed a spear into his side, if you were a mocker who spit in his face, that is all forgivable. All of it is forgivable. And as Christ has forgiven you, 1 John 2, 12, all your trespasses, that's the standard by which you forgive one another. There is nothing that is unforgivable. Nothing. Now that's a high standard, isn't it? You say, but you don't know what he did to me. Well, I don't care. There is nothing. You don't know what you did to God either, and he forgave that, and that's the standard. It doesn't matter what it was, whether it was a moral issue, whether you were the vilest, rottenest, lowest reprobate on the earth, whether it was a religious issue and you were the world's worst false teacher, it doesn't matter what it is. If you come and kneel at the cross to receive Christ, there is nothing that is unforgivable. 
If you were a soldier who pounded a nail into the hand of Jesus Christ, if you were a soldier who rammed a spear into his side, if you were a mocker who spit in his face, that is all forgivable. All of it is forgivable. And as Christ has forgiven you, 1 John 2, 12, all your trespasses, that's the standard by which you forgive one another. Psalm 123, verses 1 through 4, a song for the ascent to Jerusalem. I lift my eyes to you, O God, enthroned in heaven. We look to the Lord our God for his mercy, just as servants keep their eyes on their master, as a slave girl watches her mistress for the slightest signal. Have mercy on us, Lord, have mercy. For we have had our fill of contempt. We have had our fill of the scoffing of the proud and the contempt of the arrogant. Proverbs 29, verses 2 through 4. When the godly are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked are in power, they groan. The man who loves wisdom brings joy to his father. But if he hangs around with prostitutes, his health is wasted. A just king gives stability to his nation, but one who demands bribes destroys it. <laughs> 